And the better that an organization improves someone's quality of life, well, the stronger that organization's purpose. And if you can get your people fired up over that purpose, they become not only easier to manage, but far more productive and efficient as a team. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram, you're welcome to another episode of the Flip My Funnel podcast. Uh, this is Tuesday Takeover Series, which means we bring you somebody in the industry that is expert in some topic and, and have them run a series and have them interview other folks. So this is, this is a phenomenal journey for us so far, and thank you for hanging on with us. And I'm incredibly excited that Joe Kerner, who is the COO of Prestige Leadership Advisors, who have been doing this, this advisory for over 25 years with his business partner, seems like they have done it all and seen it all and, and the experience has been phenomenal and they have been doing this incredible series. We are going to dig into that. So if you haven't taken the time to go back in the last two Tuesdays, pause, go back, listen to those two and then come back because it's just going to add to the flavor of this whole series. So again, Joe, thank you for doing this, man. I, I really appreciate it and, and welcome to the show. Great. Thank you for having us do it in the first place. Awesome, man. So tell a little bit about the Prestige Leadership Advisors, like who you are and what you guys do, what makes you an expert in doing this. So people, if you haven't listened so far, they, they get a flavor for it. And then uh, let's, let's share with everybody what the series is all about. Sure. My partner is Joe Yazbek, and he and I have been business owners for well over 25 years. We've seen it all. We've faced all the challenges and, and circumstances and competition that all of our clients face. You know, we're not just ivory tower consultants telling people what to do. You know, we, we've lived it and we work with business owners and executives to help them achieve their goals, help them create more profitable, more efficient businesses and strengthen them as leaders and executives. That's fantastic, man. So what is the series now that you're getting into the third episode of it? Yeah, this is our leadership series, which, I, as you pointed out earlier, is a very broad topic. And we tried to break this down into very practical, effective tools. This is not anything general. We try to give people real, valuable information that they can take to their business immediately. And this third one uh, is called uh, Leaders Taking Action. And we discuss very specifically what leaders can do to accomplish their goals. Because what's the point of leadership? It's to get something done. It's to achieve some end. That's the whole point. And that's what we discussed in this third podcast. I love it. Love it, man. So the first one, the first episode was all about communication. So if you haven't listened to it, go back two Tuesdays back and you'll hear that. The second one was about qualities that you need in leadership. I think that was the most phenomenal. And this one is really taking action. And, and Joe, this reminds me of, of the book written by Peter Drucker. And he said the two most important questions people need to ask or executives typically ask is, you know, why are we doing this and what needs to be done? And and it's like what needs to be done is really action oriented because you can pontificate everything in the world, but you have to do something. And leadership is all about action because everybody's always watching you. 
And if you're not taking action, then people are watching you for that too. So I can't wait to dig into it. So let's go. Hello, I'm Joe Kerner, and this is the third podcast of our leadership series. And this one is entitled Leaders Taking Action. I'm here again with Joe Yazbek, the best-selling author, international speaker, and leadership coach. Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm good. Good to have another conversation with you, Joe. Yeah. Look, let's just jump right into this. In the first two podcasts, we talked about how important communication is to being an effective leader. In this podcast, I'd like to talk about what it really means to be a leader, taking action, and in particular, what it takes to be a truly effective or even an exceptional leader. So, Joe, why don't you start off? Tell us one quality that you think makes an exceptional leader. Well, I've got a quality which I'm going to talk to you about, but I think it's really important. You know, you use the word taking action, and I think that's the key. It's leadership is getting others to take action as well. When you you think about a leader, a leader needs to execute a game plan. In fact, the word executive, the word execute sits right inside that word executive, doesn't it? It sure does. You think about that and you think, well, what is the job of a leader but to get others to take positive action, to have an an inspirational influence with their team, to, to help their team, and also to ensure that they have all of the necessary opportunities to succeed. Yes. And one of, one of them, and I think, you know, we both have had in-depth experience at is training. Yes. I think it's something um, that you may be interested in speaking about today, but, you know, I think training and something I want to tell you, I'll give you a word. And this word you talk about, you're asking me a quality, it's competence. Oh, that's a good one. Competent. How, how, what, what does it mean for a leader to be competent? Well, you have to know what the end result for a leader is to know, is he achieving that end result? Is he getting that outcome? Is she, he or she able to affect that change necessary with the least amount of resistance and, and destruction and the, uh, with optimum construction? I mean, that's a tall order. It sure is. Yeah. So I, I think of competence as, as having the training, learning, being a student of your own profession, applying those skills and tools in your area of influence and practicing it up, practicing it up. You know, it's very interesting. What do they call practices, a medical practice, a dental practice, an accounting practice, a law practice? You know, because they're practicing a lot. (laughs) And and some of them get it down and some of them don't. And those that do are competent. Yes, that's a very good point, Joe. And, you know, what is the entire point to leadership? You touched on this when you're talking about achieving an outcome. The only point to lead in the first place is to produce some desired and intended end result to accomplish some worthwhile goal or purpose, to actually get something done. And, you know, you and I, uh, we've trained leaders and we talk about the qualities of leadership and, you know, the skills of leaders, the tools of leaders and this and that and the other thing. And there's hundreds and even thousands of courses and videos on leadership. And yet it all, all boils down to one thing. Can this leader accomplish an intended goal? That's what it comes down to. 
And I agree with you. I think competence is probably the very first and foremost quality to achieve that. I agree. You know, there's, there's the type of leadership that we, where you have someone who's cheerleading and trying to pick up morale, trying to boost morale by telling them how fantastic they can be. You know, I think that you've got to be able as a leader to work with each individual and to thoroughly understand each individual, whether it be they be a director, a, a manager, a supervisor, a senior level executive, everyone is different. But are they all aligned singularly to that purpose or objective of the company? That's the key. You know, we, we can give people their individuality. We're certainly not, you know, by the stigma that the old films of the military used to uh, convey, you know, you know, nobody has a right to anything. You just do as you're told, otherwise people die. Well, you know, this is not the culture we expect in a company, and this is not the culture we want leadership to run in businesses. But we do want to have everyone understanding what their roles are and having a willingness, that's another point, is hiring people with willingness to get that job done. You see, there's all the ingredients to, uh, to getting a job done. And leadership's role is to make sure all the ingredients are there. And the first ingredient is you have the willingness of people coming on board. You know, if they don't have the willingness, then they're, they're not necessarily willing to learn their jobs, to get their jobs done, exactly. you see? And, and you see what I'm saying? And so I think that's a, that's a major one. And also that we're delivering to the public and correcting through quality control each individual who, who is responsible for producing something. See, but the, the quality control isn't just, you know, correcting the product. It's, it's also correcting the staff member or the employee or the, or the, or the team member or the executive and it's also correcting the organization because there are organizational flaws. And that's leadership's role to make sure that is the, is the operation running as close to ideal as possible. Exactly. You're, you're so right about that, Joe. And, you know, you mentioned willingness. And you and I have talked about this a lot of times. Though. Who do you hire? Who, we always talk about hiring the right people. Well, how do you define that word right? And I think willingness probably goes near the top of the list of qualities. You know, you, people come in all shapes and sizes and all educational levels and intelligence levels, but willingness is the one that separates the good from the not so good, the productive from the not so productive. And in fact, the more willing somebody is, the better job they're going to do. Look, I'm sure this has happened to you. I know with me, if I've ever had a job that I actually hated, I was not good at that job, or at least I wasn't doing a good job. I may have had the ability I was lacking the willingness because I didn't like the job well enough. And so hiring willing people is one of the top of the list of qualities that we look for. And, uh, and not, even, not even experience. It's, it's, it's just willingness in general. What do you think? I absolutely agree. I think it's an absolute indispensable quality to look for. And I also think that I remember in my early days, in my 20s, when I was selling, for a living, and uh, there was always this mantra, do you really want it? You yeah. gotta want it, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> want what? I want, you know, in those days, it was, yeah, I wanna pay my bills. <laughs> you know? right. I wanna make money, and that's okay, but 
it's got to be more than that. You know, when people are starting out, you know, what's their today? You hear this different kind of mantra. You know, what what's your ideal career? What is your purpose? You know, what is your mission? Okay, well, I don't think they're teaching this stuff coming out of college. Oh gosh, no, no. You know, I don't think so. So, I think I think that your workforce is going to have a better time of it when they learn it. I don't think that executives and companies should take for granted that people coming out of college have this down. You have you have to teach this. You have to make sure that as a leader of your company that and everyone coming on board is willing to buy in to the purpose and objective and goal of the company and understands it and wants to accomplish that goal. Absolutely, Joe. And and this is, I think, probably the heart and soul of the whole matter, what you just said. And uh, for example, if I say to you, hey, I'm going to, my goal is to take a trip to Europe. That's not a very good goal, is it? Because it's not specific enough. How could I even book a trip to Europe, quote unquote? I can't. I'd have to know what city to fly into. I have to have an exact goal in mind. And that's true of business goals too. Very often, business people will say, well, I want to be successful without defining exactly what that means and having a very clear vision in their mind of what is, what is it to be successful? How will you know when you arrive at, at success? And that starts with the leader. The leader has to be totally clear in his or her mind what exactly are the goals. Once he or she gets clear on the goals, then those goals have to be communicated to the people and not just once, but routinely, weekly, even monthly. Yeah, that's that's the key, Joe. And and uh, they're the goals of the company. There there are the goals of that particular division they work in. They're the goals of that particular position that they hold. You know, and on a on a weekly basis, it's interesting. And an executive or leadership's role is to help individuals to achieve their targets. Exactly. You know, those are separate, lesser goals, but if everyone in an organization were achieving their targets, my goodness gracious, where do you think the goals of the company would be? How, how close would that company be? And to what degree of acceleration would that company be experiencing and achieving its goals? Exactly. You know, Joe, you and I are fortunate to know very well a senior executive at Berkshire Hathaway. And I was just speaking with him yesterday and he made a comment that is so true. He said, everybody has to understand what they're contributing to the, to the organization and its end result. How, whatever the goals and purposes of that organization are, how does that job or their job specifically relate to that? How does it contribute to that purpose? And that is true. It's like building a house. You have to start with the foundation and each piece of that house is, is necessary and important for the final end result to be good. Oh, no true words spoken. I mean, that's what gives a, an employee or someone working in any department or division the value, the, the sense of value to their company. And when they can recognize what they do and how it contributes, I think they want to do more of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you no see, problem. and I, I think it's, you know, we talked about communication in the last uh, couple of uh, podcasts. And uh, I think that leadership's responsibility is to communicate to their entire group on a timely basis. I, 
I really am an advocate for staff meetings. Yes. And, and you know, staff meetings should be, you know, emphasizing the, the accomplishments of stellar people, bringing in to what concerns they might have and, and how they, that could be handled and resolved to, um, you know, policies that need to be implemented. Maybe there's one or two policies that can be read and gone over that would help everyone to, for more proper alignment. As well as well as what's the future hold? It's a it's a senior executive or leader's responsibility to ensure that everyone has a sense that we're getting somewhere, we're moving in a direction. And I know for me, uh, I'm I'm motivated by the future, right. and I, I I can't understand how anyone would feel inspired working in a company if they just put their if they just they punched their time clock in left and didn't have any idea of the contribution or value of the future of that company exactly. and that's what that's what i think is important it is and and unfortunately that's that ingredient you're discussing seems to be missing in a lot of businesses today because i keep reading and hearing these statistics about the very high percentage of people who are disengaged every study that i've seen says that it's over 50% anywhere between 50 and 80% of people are disengaged Pretty incredible when you think about it. Yeah, it is. We've had we've had leadership roundtables at Prestige Leadership Advisors Training Center on a monthly basis for over a year now. And it's very interesting. I know you've taken part in some of those, but human resource critical complaints, and justifiably so, is that is that they're not actually putting truth to power when it comes to leadership. They need to ensure that that there is a connection that there is leadership is aware of what some of the concerns are. You know, what is missing in training or what is missing to ensure that each area has an opportunity to, to learn what it, what it doesn't know. You know, it's, it's not let's go out and on a field trip to an amusement park and break bread together. I mean, you know, that stuff might have a, a short-term morale building, but I think morale comes from helping people to be more productive. Exactly. It, it really does. And, you know, the you and I are, are huge on the concept of purpose. Uh, you, you and I believe that everything begins and ends with purpose. And uh, an organization is started with some purpose in mind. One person or maybe a, a group of people started a business for some specific purpose. And you can really list out almost every purpose as being something in the way of improving people's quality of life. And the better that an organization improves someone's quality of life, well, the stronger that organization's purpose. And if you can get your people fired up over that purpose, they become not only easier to manage, but far more productive and efficient as a team. And one checkpoint to have is, his, does the leader know what his purpose is or her purpose is? You see? Do they know, do they have it written up? Do they have it, do they need to revisit it? Has it been properly written, established? You know, I've seen mission statements that may not clearly express what a purpose is. Exactly. I mean, it is the, the, the route one chooses to accomplish an end. Exactly. You know, that is what a purpose is. It is the why of, of the organization. And it must also include, how are we helping people? How are we doing that, and, and why are we helping people? 
you see? And that has to be uh, in those staff meetings or in those executive meetings or be behind even in boardrooms. They shouldn't deviate from them. Otherwise, it becomes, you know, a kind of a money-motivated or material-motivated organization, you know, and you've got the wrong people coming in and the right people leaving exactly. for that reason. That's right. Well, you know, you and I both studied some of the same material, and we both came to the conclusion that the greatest purpose there is is to help people. And not only that, the only reason we're on this planet is to help people. Yep. And so if your organization is helping someone, well, what better motivation there is there to then make money from that? You see, it isn't making money. That can never be the goal in and of itself. There has to be a deeper purpose involved, which is helping people. And then you do a really good job of helping people get the word out and help more people. And now you're making as much money as you need to make. Yeah, and I think that the responsibility of leadership, Joe, just in that vein is that our customers upset. If they're upset, they're not being helped. Exactly. You see, our customers complaining about bad customer service. And it's leadership's responsibility to make sure. I, I think a leader needs to go out and field and talk to customers. I don't give a damn how big his company is or her company is. I think it's important to get a sense of what's going on out there. You know, I know that you've had experiences where you've listened in to telephone calls at some of your businesses you've held before, and you were appalled by some of the communication that took place, and you're wondering why, you know, people weren't scheduling to come back, you see? And and that's a a great leadership quality to go in and go, I'm going to go find out for myself what's going on. Yeah. You know, Joe, just as an aside on that point for all of our listeners, when I listened to those calls the first time and realized how horribly my people were handling the calls, and these were good people too, by the way, but how badly they were handling the calls, I realized it was my failing. I had never trained them. It never occurred to me that people need to be trained on how to deal with the phones. So I put together a training program, and in a 12-month period, this one business increased its gross revenues by $600,000 just from phone training alone. Isn't that amazing? That is incredible. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that increase. I mean, uh, I've been training for for decades, just like you have. And the the value of training is such where I train on communication skills, on on public relations, on leadership. And these, these are good people, go back to their companies and make a big, big difference. And I'm not surprised that they're getting more clients and increasing their income. Exactly. (laughs) You see? But we have got to make sure that as trainers, as leadership consultants, coaches, however you call it, as as executives of companies and those listening, that we are getting the microscope out, if you will, or the magnifying glass, and taking a look and making sure that the public that we're serving are, are getting the quality of delivery at a high standard we expect. Because that is manifested in the purpose statement of the organization. Yes. You see? And that qual- that quality assurance area, every company should have a quality assurance area to ensure that help is being, is being experienced by the public they're intending to serve. Exactly. And, you know, you alluded to a uh, leader talking to customers and getting down into the field. Well, this whole concept of customer surveys is critical to what you just said, to, to accomplishing that high quality standard. And uh, I remember a few weeks ago, I was delivering a presentation to a local technology group. 
And I said, uh, one of the most important things to do is to have someone who's good on the phones get on the phones and call customers and clients and do a survey. You know, not a, an email survey, but an actual live conversation. And what amazed me about that was everybody liked the idea, but several people actually openly asked, well, gee, would people tell you what they really think? And I inwardly had a laugh at that because people are dying to express their opinion in a survey. And, and I, I answered, I said, I, I'm going to wager that at least 90% of people would tell you uh, the real truth if you just ask them. And the reason I recommend phone surveys is because people will say a lot more than they would write. You know, people are a little bit lazy when it comes to writing. I know I am. I would certainly speak a whole lot more on the phone than I would put in writing. And the typical email surveys that are based on a scale of one to five or agree, disagree, they, they have some value, but they're not, they don't go as deep as I'm talking about. Yeah, I also think it's important when you're listening, you get the, the emotional uh, pulse uh, of the person uh, as they give you an answer. And that, that tells you the emotion uh, that they're conveying, which also helps in uh, constructing the marketing message back to them, you see? Yeah. Very, very interesting. I, I think I would want to know, and I think every top exec should want to know what their public think. What do they feel about something? You know, how would they react to something? Surveys are really important. I, have a, I, I tend to think you got to know before you go. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, surveys are the key to marketing results. As you just said a few minutes ago, um, you do a marketing campaign. And what you and I or, or, or another business owner might think might not be what the public thinks. And, and I know I made this mistake years ago starting my business. I made a fatal error the first couple of years thinking I knew what the communication message was. And then when I finally learned how to do surveys, I realized I was completely off the mark. And when I started uh, to align the marketing campaign around the survey responses, keeping my own opinions out of it, then all of a sudden we started uh, doing well and getting a lot more business. Very, very true. Yeah. Very, very true. I think that's one area uh, that, that could use a lot a more razor-sharp competence in leadership is, is, is market research and surveys. Yes, is a, that ties back a lot of money otherwise, isn't there, you know? That's true. And, you know, mm -hmm. that ties back into the first couple of podcasts and your area of expertise, which is communication, because there is a little bit of a, an art to this of doing surveys. You don't just simply read off a question off of a piece of paper or a computer screen. You know, there's a little bit of, of a skill involved in this, a little bit of training. And, of course, you, you know, you're a master at this. But it all comes back full circle, all these things we're talking about, leadership, communication, marketing, finding out what the customer wants, picking the right people, communicating with people. It's just a circle. And one thing leads to the other around and around and around. And the trick is to just keep doing those things over and over and over and getting better and better as you go along. And that's competence. It's practice. Exactly. Again, back to practice. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's having, having that training needed in order to get a result. And there's lots of different factors involved but getting trained and being competent on things like survey, recruiting, quality control, all of those things. It's interesting, isn't it? It is. Well, you know, uh, I think we're just about out of time for today, but I think on the next podcast, we should probably get more heavily into some of these details like training, for example, because training is a whole universe 
of skills and, and techniques and technology unto itself. And I'd like to address that with you in the next podcast. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's very interesting that Jack Welch, who is known as one of the top executives in the history of business, running General Motors, that he is now, he's running a training organization, Jack Welch University. Exactly. That's how powerful training is. Exactly. Someone that can stand up as a senior exec or the chairman of the board and, and just train people on the essential successful ingredients of being successful. Well, you know, that his, his whole philosophy of training is one of the main reasons why General Electric was such an enormously successful company under his leadership. Yeah, I, I said General Motors. I meant General Electric. That's okay. I, I think everybody's probably... <laughs> anybody who knows, <laughs> Welch knows who, who, who you met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're looking forward to the next podcast. Uh, the, the emphasis on training, I think, will be a valuable one for everybody. I agree. All right, Joe. Well, thank you, and thanks to uh, all of our listeners. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.